do 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 It is a period of draft civil war. Three friends striking from a hidden draft bunker have managed to record 24 episodes. During the recordings, they managed to steal secret plans for the draft commissioner's ultimate weapon, the draft bunker, an armored bunker with enough power to destroy their minds. Barely holding on to their sanity, the DTU boys race to record episodes to distract the commissioner and prevent his everyone welcome back to draft the universe the nerd fight battle royale this is the podcast where we pick a topic pick our favorites and then fight to the death or maybe just for bragging rights i'm jafar i'm chris and i'm ben and i think this is four or five episodes in a row now where we've remembered to introduce ourselves good job boys we're, we're getting better <laughs> very slowly it's it's taken some time but we're working our way there whoa whoa <laughs> I've been doing flips in a swamp, uh, you know, with with Chris on my back. Uh, he said it was for training. I think he just wanted me to walk him home. So, Jafar, um, there was something that we forgot to uh, check in with you on um, after the yeah? end, after the end of our balls uh, matches. Um, you were sent to the dark room by the draft commissioner. Yeah. No, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, you were. We watched the darkness pull you away screaming. Uh, no, you didn't. Um. Uh, it, yeah, the anonymous draft commissioner um, has just sent me a message saying you totally did go to the dark room, Jafar. No, I feel like I would remember something like that. Yeah, I mean, well, they say um, you remember it. In vivid, unflinching detail. Um, no. Really? Really. Okay. I mean, I think that maybe, uh, maybe there's some crossed wires or something. What What could it have been? Like, what, what? It says, you know it. Don't lie. I really, I can't really remember. You know? Sorry, I, I mean, if it was a thing, I could tell this. It's, um... Oh, it sent me a photo. Let's let's Ugh. don't look at the photo. We don't need to press him about it. I, I, I I'm sure the existential dread yeah, is enough. I we don't need fine, to know guys. about it. I'm just gonna delete this. <clears throat> no, you don't delete it. You save them. You keep them forever. It is a burden we now carry. It doesn't seem to matter. It's burnt into the screen anyways. So, I guess oh. that's what I'm going to look at when I check our Twitter mentions. That's what you get for having a CRT phone, Chris. 
it's a little excessive, the the depth of your phone. I know you wanted something that felt heavy in your pocket, but it's a bit much. It's heavy, but it's very energy efficient. Um, it's very durable. Until now, um, it, it gave me like pristine picture quality, um, but now it gives me nightmares. So okay. Um, well, since we don't have any of this dark place or whatever to talk about, um, I do believe one of you in passing mention had made clear to me that you were going to be using a wild card there before the debate here. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm busting out another one. I know I used one previously to, uh, you got a pile of them. Well, and I, I needed to switch out a previous draft pick that did not go over very well. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that you're forgetting something, Ben. Um, you can use a wild card in the draft round to replace a draft that didn't go over as well. But here in the regular, uh, matches, it's random. So I think we should just slide your wild card over into the computer slot over there and see what we get. All right. Okay. I wasn't expecting dice to come out of the computer. That's interesting. Uh, so what is a what is a seven forty th- seven three? Okay, so what I is don't know the order here. Three forty seven. Three forty seven. Okay, what is three forty seven? Um, okay, let me pull up the manual here. Oh, well, uh, that is fifteen topics per match. 15 criteria? Yeah, 15 criteria. Per per match? Per match. That raises the, t- the grand total to... Is it seven? best of 15 or first to 15? It says first. Okay, first to 15. That makes it a minimum of 85. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, that's a lot of pod. I mean, I can talk about Star Wars for a long time. Okay, but... here, here, just... Uh... I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna use mine. Just pop that in. Okay, over there. I'm gonna feed that into the machine. More dice. Interesting. Um, we have four ninety-seven. Oh, it's right by that. Okay. You don't even have to change pages. No. Um, yeah. So that is, um, one criteria per match. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm okay with that. It's, a, it's the complete opposite of what Ben wanted. Well, crap. Um, there we are. Okay, one criteria per match this time. I used my one wild card this game, so yeah. I can't You counter. used yours, Chris, and you know what? I'm feeling a little dicey. What? <laughs> I'm feeling a little dicey. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give this a go here. Okay. All right, so that's 230. 230. Okay. Um... um here, you know what? That's it's on the other half of this book. It might be in a different volume. Okay. Chris, let me check here. Two thirty is. These are totally real books, man. Like they're so heavy and real and not made up. Picks must be made before the criteria is read. Ooh. So we're locking them in. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, to summarize, faithful listener. This next um, debate will follow the altered rules of only one criteria per match, and our picks for each match will be locked in before the criteria is drawn. 
So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And we'll see how that goes now. The first match is Ben versus Jaffer. Okay. Alrighty. So let's make a pick. So since I had first pick, I, I pick first? Yep. Okay. Um. Well, she was first. She was my first pick. She's first in all of our hearts. I'm going with uh, Princess Leia Organa Solo. All right. Um, I mean, Leia, when Leia needs help, there's only one person she reaches out to. So I'm going to go with my second pick, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only pick. And your criteria is, what other sci-fi universe does your character fit in? All right. All right. All right. Ben, you're up first. A political leader who's watched her planet be destroyed by an unstoppable, implacable enemy trying to lead the last vestiges of hope through the galaxy. Hold on a second. <laughs> hey, Ben? Yeah? Are you bringing this to fucking American politics? No. <laughs> Bowser Galactica, man. <laughs> She is Adama and Roslyn in one. Okay. So she's the, you know, the political head of the Rebel Alliance. She's a senator. She's she's got the the chops to lead a you know, a newly formed idealized rebel government when they win. Uh so she's Roslyn except she's actually bred for uh running a government and maybe uh resistant to breast cancer i mean i don't know one can hope so breast cancer sucks yeah uh but she's also the military mind so she's also you know adama she's the person you know sending people out to you know blow up star destroyers and okay she's also you know willing to get her hands dirty she'll go down to that forest moon of endor and shoot stormtroopers Gotcha. So if if I had to have somebody in charge of my battle star taking me to find, you know, uh, New Alderaan, you could do a whole lot worse than Princess Leia. Or the, like, blown-out nuclear wasteland of New Alderaan and then taking you on to actual original Alderaan. Yeah. Okay, so Ben is proposing a sort of um, Admiral President Rosalind Adama. All right, well, I mean, Obi-Wan has a very interesting history that lends itself to a certain other sci-fi universe being a man brought up in a military tradition, um, learning that military tradition, commanding troops, uh, seeing that war through as much as he could until... It eventually collapsed around him, and he had to go into the desert to hide, where he took a new name. Does this sound slightly familiar, what, perhaps? What, what, uh, what name is that? Um, I believe it's Old Ben Maudib. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, he lives out in the desert by his lonesome. He becomes a sage there. He truly learns 
himself and what he needs to do to lead the galaxy to the peace that it eventually gets mm-hmm. uh, through his action. Okay. Interesting. So both of you pandered so fucking hard. Um, ben, uh, ben, Ben knows that I, I really love um, Battlestar Galactica. I also really love Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica yeah, is great. Uh, yeah, it's great. And um, all of you guys will know that I love Dune. Um, I think in the end, one of you pandered a little bit harder than the other. Um, and pandering wins, so Jafar, you get it. Hello there. Oh, bull. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the analogy was a little a little sketchy. Um, for one, Paul Maudib goes into the desert with his mother, the Lady Jessica, the uh, the concubine wife of the Duke Leto. Yeah. Um, and he and he, you know, he's far from alone. He's raised by the Freeman of Siege to Beer. Um, I mean, Chris, I had like 30 seconds to do Dune research. I got Maw Deep. <laughs> 30 seconds and uh, a more than 10 year friendship with me. And that's all you could come up with. Most of it's quick on attack, slow on defense stuff. Sorry. OK, okay. it's it's almost like I watched the first actual 10 minutes of the 80s Dune movie and then gave up. It's almost like that. I mean, the 80s Dune movie is terrible, so I don't really blame you. Um, I'm just kidding. It's uh, it's awesome. It's, it's fun. In it's, its own um, way, it's excellent. Sting's ridiculous. All right. So our next match is Jafer versus Chris. Right. And remember, we have to lock in our choices before we know <laughs> okay. what's going on. All right, who is uh, locking in first this time? I will be locking in first. And... Oh, I should not have eaten so much garlic before podcasting. Oh, but it was so worth it. The garlic was so good. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with Jaina. Jaina Solo. Okay. I'm sending in everybody's second favorite green person, Yaddle. Okay. All right. Two real powerful Jedi here. Yeah. So what, it, wait, it's Greedo, Yaddle, Yoda? Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. You know, when we, when we play each other straight and refuse to laugh at jokes... Mostly that just comes off as us being terse with each other. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's like, worth, it's worth yeah, noting, we yeah. are allowed to laugh at stuff, guys. That is, I, I, this is, it's usually you guys not laughing at my awesome jokes. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't say the Greedo poll there is an awesome joke, Ben. Just saying. What's the criteria? All right. This is going to be real fun. I'm real excited to seeing what you guys do with this one. All right. Pitch a video game starring your character. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So I'm going to pitch my favorite type of Star Wars game to play, which is something in the vein of X-Wing and TIE Fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaina Solo is probably the best pilot who ever lived. Um. She's, at the very least, top five. And her husband, um, Jagged Fell, Sundrafell's son, is 
probably right in there along with Luke Wedge. What's his Anakin, first Anakin top six? What's his first name? Jagged. Like Jagged Little Pill? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Man. She, um, they just she call had, him Jag. She she had a real rebellious streak when she was uh, get, uh, preparing to get married, huh? Yeah. So um, <laughs> actually, she's the straight laced one. It's true. I mean, when your when your twin brother becomes a Sith Lord, it's easy to be the straight laced one. That's true, but I mean, maybe you act out by like, you know, marrying an Imperial. Yeah. You, you bring home. You bring home. Hey, this is my boyfriend. His name is Jagged. <laughs> it's Star Wars. That's got to be normal, man. Yeah, um, that's true. It's probably a little <laughs> bit more interesting. It's like, hi, this is my boyfriend. His name is Bill. That's a weird name you got. Anyways, um, so um, we're going to follow uh, Jaina and Jag uh, as they pilot all the different ships um, from the previous eras that they get their hands on during like the Yuzhen Vong con- conflict or whatever, all the way through to the cool new stuff we get in the extended universe and it's just going to be a really fun flight sim where you get to play the same characters and grow attached to them while still getting to fly basically every ship ever. I mean, yeah, I I do really love Tie Fighter. I love the the Rogue Squadron games. Yeah, I mean, you get a sweet squadron name. She's um the leader of Hardpoint Squadron. Ooh, that's a good squadron name. Um Hardpoint um, I mean, you can do stuff from the books, um, like laying siege to the Super Star Destroyer Anakin Skywalker. Um, <laughs> Man, how does how much does that inflate your fucking ego, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a pretty, that's a that's a nice land speeder you got there. <laughs> super take, Star Destroyer. <laughs> take a look at my Super Star Destroyer. <laughs> Isn't it so big? It destroys so many stars. <laughs> Man. Tangent. Yeah. Star destroyers. Don't destroy stars, but you've got planet destroying technology. Not that I want star destroyers to destroy stars. And they actually have a ship that does that called the sun crusher later. But why the fuck do you call a star destroyer a star destroyer when this technology theoretically exists and you're not putting it on there? To be fair, they were called star destroyers before the death star. So it might just be one of those weird, like, well, we already had the name. Yeah, I mean, it could just be, like, Destroyer, like, the class of ship, and it's for the stars. Like, it's a separate thing. Oh, it's yeah, a, yeah, no, that's 100% where it, where it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure I'm sure there was an in-universe explanation for it. <laughs> it's Destroyer, comma, star, <laughs> yeah. not Star Destroyer. Oh, no, they, they, it is Star Destroyer, because, like, there's Victory-class yeah. Star Destroyers, Imperial-class Star Destroyers. Oh, yeah, I know, but I'm just, yeah. Yeah. like, the organization of the words in my brain meets. Yeah. By the same, uh, but yeah, we'll blow some of those up. By the same principle, uh, Jedi are star samurai. Yeah. Um, X wings are star planes. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the trilogy is Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I follow. That sounds fun, Chris. Sell me on this Yaddle video game. Okay, so a quick, uh, quick couple of facts about Yaddle. Um, Yaddle was on a mission with her master um, when she was captured. She was held underground and tortured for a hundred (laughs) years. Not making this up. Now, for everybody who doesn't know, Yaddle is the other Yoda species creature we see in like two scenes in in, uh, A Phantom Menace. Yes, yes, that is correct. Uh, She's got like 
like most Star Wars characters, she's got more going on off screen. Um, so Yaddle passes the time when she's not being tortured for a hundred fucking years, um, meditating, becoming one with the force. Um, and then, um, a terrible catastrophic earthquake hits the planet where she's being held underground. She escapes, but she stays on that planet to help save everybody, um, all of her captors, and then help them rebuild. And then she leaves with like absolutely no blood spilled. She spends a hundred years in captivity and she leaves um, and she's immediately granted um, a seat on the Jedi Council from Padawan. So she's pretty cool, right? Um, so I'm going to do an adventure game. The adventure game is going to take place kind of filling in the, the gap um, in between this. Um, and I'm actually going to rewrite some of the history um, because while it is admirable and excellent um, that she was able to accomplish this without violence, um, our modern demographic studies show that kids do not want this. They want violence. Um, uh, so we're going we're gonna to throw in a tiny bit of violence. Okay. So first off, I think that what's going to happen is that she's going to uh, start off in a cell. Um, she's going to need to like uh, knock a key off of a, of a, off of like a, a hook. Yeah, man, I played Oblivion. What up? Yeah, and so she's gonna she's gonna like throw like these like small uh, carved wooden spears, right? Except she can't get it far enough, right? Mm -hmm. And so your first step is like fashioning some kind of tool that allows you to throw spears a little bit further. Um, and so you know you finally you figure it out. You're just like, oh, if I put a little notch here, I can throw the spear. Like, wow! You get the key. Uh, you escape, right? Um, in the next room, there's a guard. But instead, and this is in, in classic adventure game fashion, instead of like capturing you and being like, hey, you got to be tortured for another hundred years. Um, he's like, I guess I'll let you go if you can beat me at ping pong. Right. So you have a little ping pong minigame. Maybe you have to find like a book of ping pong tips before you reach the guard. Um, so you, uh, you, you beat the guard at ping pong. He's like, OK, well, you'll never get out of this prison anyways. You couldn't possibly make it through the swamp. Uh, and so. Yaddle continues on her adventure. Um, and the next thing is that she has to cross a swamp, right? Chris, is this just mist? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. There's, there's a point in this, right? Um, and so she, she needs to find something with which to cross the swamp. I'm seeing like maybe this is like a, like a little bit of a free play area. Like, uh, you know, like that game where you build bridges? This one is like you assemble ingredients to build a boat to get across the swamp, right? Um, so you make it across the swamp, and you're finally about to... Uh, finally about to uh, to make it to, to safety, you have to fight your way through an entire base of these dudes who have been torturing you for 100 years. And this is where it gets kind of graphic, okay? Um, I'm thinking of this as like kind of like a, like we, we, we kind of like midstream shift a la um, Undertale to like a, a JRPG um, with a lot of, a lot of like battles and grinding. That's like the, the last half of the game is Yaddle just like grinding her way. Um, and fighting and fighting and fighting in, you know, like a Final Fantasy kind of style battle um, until she eventually um, wakes up in her cell, says, what a bad dream, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I'm going to call this Yaddle's Adaladdle Ping Pong Paddle Puddle Paddle Active Battle Adventure. Did you just Dallas us? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't really want to change Yaddle's whole thing is that she's like, she's not, she's not violent. She thinks that there's a peaceful way to out of every situation. So, um, yeah, so she wakes up and then you do the whole game 
uh, but without the active battle. And then that that time it's just the addle-addle, ping-pong, paddle-puddle-paddle adventure. <laughs> Are you okay, Ben? <clears throat> I'd rather play Jafar's game, but I have to give the point to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so to be clear, um, you're giving the point to Yaddle's Addle Addle Ping Pong Paddle Puddle Paddle Active Battle Adventure. Yeah. Although I was... Oh, man. Ugh. <laughs> uh. The first game to sell, sell zero copies attached to the Star Wars name. Oh, hardly. <laughs> <laughs> There's been some bad ones. Yeah, but, no, uh, but we've played them anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Force Awakens too. Yeah. There's lots of needless cloning going on in that movie. That's true. Game. Yeah. That's true. Anyway, wait. You mean you mean Force? Did you, did he say Force Awakens? I think he meant Force Unleashed. Right? Force, Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Yeah. yeah. yeah Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Yeah. The whole premise of that video game is kind of a slap in the face to people who loved the films. It's like, hey guys, so what if? Behind the scenes of everything you saw, there was secretly this other character who was super important and super fucking awesome. I don't, I liked it, but that's partially because it is one of the few, now I guess canon places where Garmbel Iblis is a person. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we've got that and The Last Jedi. Hashtag yeah. Garmbel Iblis on crate. I mean, now, now, now that it's out on uh, Blu-ray and stuff, I've gone back and freeze-framed that shit. That's Garmbella Bliss on Crate. I, I hope you're <laughs> he's right. He's just the old dude. He's got the same haircut. He's, like, well-decorated. <laughs> he's just standing out there looking at what's going on. That's fucking Garmbella Bliss. I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. All right. The next match is Chris versus Ben. Lock him in, boys. I'm going Jabba the Hutt. All right. And, yes, I know it's... Jabba. Jabba the Hut. <laughs> ben. Okay. I'm going Lando Calrissian. All right. All right. Who's that in Jabba's palace? <laughs> it's intergalactic bounty hunter Aretha Fett. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bounty on your character's head. How do they escape? Chris. How's Jabba getting out of this one? There's one thing that we need to know about Jabba the Hutt, and that is that Jabba the Hutt is an advocate for extreme personal freedom. Um, anything goes, right? Um, even some things that you might not agree with, but let's just say that, like, as a sort of philosophical extreme, we can kind of appreciate that Jabba uh, stands for, you know, freedom. In all, I, I, in all of its uh, strange contradictions. I want to point out something I don't think you know. In the Clone Wars, we see other huts wear clothes. So <laughs> him be just being naked is a choice. So yeah. this completely supports your, your, your statement. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's like the ultimate hedonist. You know, like even his physical form kind of seems to suggest that like he does very little besides like... Eat grapes, drink wine. I'm not entirely certain if if huts do that. Are there like special hut grapes that they have to eat? They eat frogs. They yeah, eat frog live frog. screaming, screaming frogs. Like, like like frog grapes. Sure, 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 sure. Chris. 
and he smokes from a hookah. <laughs> just just, <laughs> just regular smoke that hookah. hookah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. the normal hookah. Yeah. I mean, it's a star hookah. Oh, star hookah, yeah. Oh, and star. He eats his star frogs. Yeah. yeah, he drinks. He drinks star wine from a very, very long, twisty straw. I'm assuming, probably, right? He'd have to have a crazy I'm straw. I'm assuming so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that he listens to like butt rock, but he's totally unapologetic about it, right? I think that Jabba the Hutt doesn't get captured by um, by Aretha Fett because the one thing that you need in order to ex- perfectly execute um, uh, a uh, you know a, a bounty capture or an assassination of any sort um, is a good understanding of uh, the target's daily routine, and I think that Aretha is too classy a woman. Um, to even keep up with Jabba's debauchery. I think that she expects that he shows up to the palace on time, but secretly he um he he went off to Mar-a-Lago, you know, to play some golf um with a couple of Twi'lek dancers um who will later testify against him in court. Yeah. Okay. Um so yeah, so I think that I think that Aretha Franklin shows up to the palace ready to capture Jabba the Hutt. Um and even Jabba the Hutt's people don't know where the fuck he is. Because he's just kind of raging 24-7. Yeah. Again, philosophical extreme, not saying that I support slavery or abuse um, or anything like that. Yeah, you're just advocating for Jabba the Hutt. All right, Ben. Okay. One thing we know about Lando is... Wherever he is, he is becoming the best version of himself. So, his job is being an, uh, a mayor of a floating city slash the, uh, the proprietor of a, uh, a, a gas company. He's doing it. Cloud City is doing really, really well when everybody shows up and they first meet him. Uh, that gets taken away. He becomes a general in the Rebel Alliance after being there for, like, a week and a half. Uh, and his one mission being, go rescue my my old best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. He becomes a general. He leads the attack on the Death Star. So they're not like, hey, you know who we should have lead the attack on the Death Star? How about the guy who let who was the one of the only guys to survive the other one, Wedge Antilles? And Wedge is like, nah, I'll fly behind Lando Calrissian. Okay, because he's a badass. No they heard about his maneuver that. at the Battle of Tanab. Dude, uh, everything you've heard about me, it's true. Yeah, and he's doing it with the crisp, refreshing taste of DL forty four. That's Han Solo's blaster pistol, and it's also a reference to Colt 45, which Billy D. Williams it's, yeah, there asked was, for. Okay. La- layers to that joke. Yeah. It's good. Cool. The, the, the crisp space malt flavor. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh, star beer. Yes, star beer. Star beer. Uh, or star malted beverage. I don't know if it... <laughs> star it, malt liquor. It, 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 it is a malt liquor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, Man, we need to throw Lando Calrissian a star intervention, man. He's fine, man. Colt 45 and two zigzags. Baby, that's all we need. We We can go to the park, cap the dogs, smoke that tumbleweed. But wherever, wherever he is, 
I mean, when Lando is infiltrating uh, Jabba's palace, he's so, you know, he, in that short period of time, he's already moved up the guard ranks to the point where he is the guy Jabba trusts to push Han and Luke into uh, uh, the Sarlacc pit. He is top level uh, gooning after like a week in the palace. That's true. There is there is nowhere Lando can go that he's not just the center of attention, the guy you want in charge, and there is no way Aretha Fett will not appreciate that and say, you know what? I don't care how much this bounty is. I'll probably get more by, you know, attaching myself to this guy, seeing where it goes. Because you know what Lando never does? Lando doesn't lose. You're right, he doesn't. Ben gets the point. <laughs> I've just made a deal that'll keep the Empire out of here forever. Whatever. I packed a star toothbrush, star toothpaste, star flannel for my face. I always thought that that, was, that song was weird because it said flannel for my face and I don't know what a flannel is. I'm guessing it's like a... Some kind of, like, face napkin. What's that song? Um, I said to my reflection, let's get out of this place. You don't know that song? I don't know that song. Uh, tempted by the fruit of a... Tempted by oh. the star fruit of another. Okay, yeah. I do know that song. I just... I mean, I was singing Afro Man earlier, but... That's just me. What's been going on? All right. That well, that's the, that's the end of the first round, guys. That happened real quick. Yeah. And it's all tied up. We all have one point. All right. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to go to the coin. Or we all have three points. It's the decisive coin. victories. I will we'll figure not, this we'll out. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> we'll just keep track for now. All right. Next round is Jaffer versus Ben. All right. Next okay. match, rather, heading into round two. Okay. Um, Gentlemen, lock in your picks. Okay. I'm going with the guy who just uh, who flew Lando's wing during the second Death Star attack. I'm going Wedge Antilles. All right. Javert? Wedge, always surrounded by wingmen. This time, I'm riding solo. So you're taking... The third best Karelian pilot. Oh! <laughs> I think Han would have something to say about that. I know, and he'd be wrong. You guys probably. Are, you yeah. guys are nerds. <laughs> and I, you're nerds, and I basically have Dune memorized. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, third best. I mean, say what you will. Um, I don't. Wedge has to have blood stripes, right? He never, I never see him on, but he has to have them. He'd have to have them. I don't know. Han got some for the first attack on the first Death Star, right? He no, got he his had second. Him before that. Well, he had his first set. He has two sets of blood stripes. Oh, okay. That's why they changed from red to yellow. Oh, okay. I thought they went from yellow to red. No, red to yellow. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> we we good to start. Yeah, yes, we let's we do yeah, we can do this. Okay. <clears throat> What is your character's theme song? I mean, 
Maybe extra points for songs from 1979? <laughs> I don't know. So, the thing you need to know about Wedge Antilles is he makes it. He, he is the opposite of a red shirt. He's there on the attack on the first Death Star. He survives the Hoff battle. Uh, he's the guy who uh, does the iconic tripping of an AT-AT. You know, Luke doesn't do that. Luke's crashed. Uh, that's, that's all Wedge. And then he flies into the superstructure of the second Death Star and blows up the shield unit right before uh, Lando hits the reactor. And he's, sh he's showing his, who he is, you know. He, yeah, he's afraid. You know, he's petrified. Uh, but he doesn't have to worry because Lando's by his side. Oh, God. <sighs> he will survive. So Han Solo actually has a song. Um, like it's from Star Wars Connect. I'm riding solo. I'm Han Solo. I'm Han Solo. It's Jason Torillo. Um, but I want it to be known. Like, I don't want anyone to listen to this and go, why didn't you pick the Han Solo song? Because it's great. I'm, I'm acknowledging it, but okay. that's not the song that I'm going to use. One, a little easy. I feel like it's not in the spirit of the game. Sure. Um, so I'm going to instead suggest a year-appropriate song um, coming out in 1975. So... Right around Star Wars, not quite, but right about there. Sure. Um, by a band you may have heard heard of named Queen. Uh, the song being about Han Solo and the one constant in his life, Chewbacca. The song, of course, being You're My Best Friend. Okay, I was wondering where you were going with this. <laughs> I, I kind of until you said Chewbacca, I'm like fat bottom girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like I was, I was making some moves there. I wanted you to think one thing and then another and then another. For a second, I thought you were going with um, Master of the Universe. I was like, that's uh, from a different sci-fi franchise. It is from a different sci-fi franchise. It's also from the '80s. It's also a lovely song. I love Princes of the <laughs> Universe, uh, but uh. not. It's, I feel like You're My Best Friend is a really good Han Solo song. <laughs> Happy is my best friend. <laughs> I can't do it. There we, there we are. <laughs> okay, so we've got Wedge Antilles, who will survive. He will survive. For as long as he knows how to love, he knows that he'll stay alive. Mm -hmm. um, and Han Solo and his best friend Chewbacca. I think that probably I'm going to have to award this on, on a single phrase. At first I was afraid I was petrified. I don't think that Wedge Antilles was ever afraid. I think he was. He, he's, he's, look at the size of that thing. <laughs> Stay on target, man. <laughs> he's freaking out, man, as anybody should be, but he doesn't back away until he's too damaged to help. Okay. I think that... I, now I'm just picturing a Han Solo film directed by 
Um, I don't know, Ron Howard. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, fucking um, Edgar. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Uh, yeah. Oh my By god, I watched that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing, uh, you know, ooh, you make a live now, honey. Whoosh. Yeah, so um, Han Solo is flying away with this one. Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. Um, hidden underneath the floor panel of his uh, Karelian freighter. All right. Next up is Chris and Jaffer. Okay. Lock in your choices. <clears throat> Who is choosing first? Uh, you are... I chose first last time. Yep. You are. You are. You are. <laughs> We're doing a bit from an SNL skit about two people from New Jersey who like can't stop making out. It's weird. <laughs> All right. Um. All right. Go big or go home. I'm going with the craziest bounty hunter in the known galaxy, Boba Fett. Okay. I think I'm gonna call up. Uh, I think I'm gonna call my girl Ray. Ray, all right. Okay, your character is taking you on a first date. Who does it better? Oh, Chris. Tell <clears throat> us about you and Boba. Well, we've been married these like t these twenty long. No, years it's first now. date. I know. I'm telling you the story of our first date. Okay. Yeah, I remember it's... it like it was yesterday, although it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Um, he picked me up in Slave One, uh, which I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, it was kind of just what my dad called it. Um, so, you know, right from the beginning, I knew, like, here's a guy that, like, he's not, like, kind of beholden to the past. He, um, he, he's willing to change a little bit, you know? Um, he took me out, uh, to a beautiful moonlight dinner, um, on Coruscant. Um, just beautiful. The lights of the city, uh, shining below the moons above. Does Coruscant have more than one moon? I don't know. Yeah. I don't recall. <laughs> I, I think, I think actually it used to. I think well, that's a thing that happens in the Mandalorian Wars in the Old Republic era. But I'm, I don't know. I might be thinking of a different planet. Okay. I know it's got a dual-layered planetary shield. <laughs> yeah. Don't know if it has moons. <laughs> He's a realist, you know. Two um, moons? He, he, wants us, he wants us to be safe, so he takes us to um, you know, a planet that has a dual-layer planetary shield, uh, which I respect because, you know, my, my folks were from Alderaan, really never got over that. He understands that. He wants mm -hmm. us to be someplace that I'm comfortable with. Um, you know... I I had mentioned when we were on Tinder that my favorite band was Figure and Dan and the Modal Nodes. Um, and wouldn't you know, he's taking us to a club where they're playing. Isn't that so sweet? <laughs> like, he pays attention to things that I say, and he, like, does things that says, like, I'm paying attention to you. And man, that backpack of his. He's got so many accessories. The, uh, the, the waiter did not offer us uh, a grater for pepper or for, for cheese. He's got it. Just pops it right out of his backpack. I knew then that I was going to marry Boba Fett. 
And that was before the night truly got crazy. Because man, does he have everything in that backpack. All right. Jafar. Uh, man, uh, a first date with Ray. Listen, like, you know, she, she is very much someone who is self-sufficient. So when she picks me up, you know, we're not, neither of us are really into gender norms and that kind of thing. You know, we're not really into the patriarchy and all that bullshit. So it's very chill. You know, I hope you don't mean to imply that by comparison, me and my gay lover Boba Fett <laughs> are all about the fucking patriarchy, Javier. No, 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 no. I, I'm I'm not speaking to your okay. to your date at all. I'm only speaking of Ray and I right now. Uh, don't it's, it's don't all, read into it. It's all love. It's all love. it's all love, man. It's all love. So you know, and so Ray, we do some of her favorite things. You know, she's planned out this date. You know, wanted to get to know her better. And so we go scavenging in a Star Destroyer for a while. You know, we get enough for a couple rations. It's pretty great. Um, you know, we have, like, the Insta rolls. And we're just, like, hanging out in the desert, shooting the shit like you do. You know, and it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, whenever we're talking, she just, like, it's like she can read my mind. You know? <laughs> it's crazy. She knows, she knows exactly what I want to do at any moment. It's pretty great. And so we just hang out and we just have a really nice evening just talking, you know, and you, we don't have to worry about anything like disintegrations. You're dating an orphan who was a first date took you garbage picking in the desert. <laughs> Why are you hating, man? I'm just having flashbacks. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. I didn't mean to. Oh, I've made some questionable decisions before, <laughs> before winding up with, with my lovely um, Boba Fett. <clears throat> well, I know one of, one of you has a, a more reserved first date. One of you had somebody go all out. Uh, Jafar, I don't know if you're able to get more than a quarter portion out of this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I'm going to give you the, the, the point. All right. I feel something. You feel it? Yes, I feel it. That's the force. Really? Wow, it must be really strong well, of you. I've never felt any... Ow! What's the no disintegrations joke? That did help. That <laughs> did help a lot. <laughs> that was my, like, only thing I could really think of there. <laughs> All right. Ben and Chris. Let's lock <clears throat> them in. We got, we got to follow the wild card rules. All right. Oh. I'm going to go... With the hero of the Empire, Darth Vader. All right. I'm going to go with the hero of the Rebellion, Luke Skywalker. All right. Your character joins forces with Max Rebo, Joe Wowza, Cy Snoodles, and Droopy McCool. What's your character's shitty stage name? Now, I'm going to take this, and just for my own purposes, I want you guys to each pitch me a father-son band name. Okay. <laughs> um, with your character's stage name. You can pitch the okay. other stage name for your duo as well if you want, if you come up with a good one. But I want to hear 
due to the unique relationship between the two characters, I think that uh, a slight modification of the criteria is called for. The Luke Skywalker, uh, Darth Vader uh, uh, pair-up is called Most Impressive. Uh, okay. You know, it's, it's got a... I can appreciate that reference. Yeah. And it's got a weird space folky feel. Because they're two guys, you know, they grew up on ta- Tatooine. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're not from the hubbub of Coruscant. They they like a little bit more of the, the folky outer rim feel. Okay. Uh, so that is, they're, they're, they are together most impressive. Okay. Uh, stage names? Um, I don't think Darth Vader uses a stage name. Everyone knows who he is. Okay. okay. Gotcha. Just like the, the lead singer of Judas Priest is named Judas Priest and he doesn't use a stage name. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I think it's more one of those things Totally where, a true fact. <laughs> I just think it's more one of those things where you find out you've been listening to this song on the radio and you're like, who is that? That is a real banger. And it's like, oh yeah, that's the the new uh, uh, most impressive track. Did you know that's Darth Vader? What? Oh, kind of like DNCE, and you're like, that's one of the Jonas Brothers? Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Chris? Okay. Uh, so I'm I'm picturing maybe uh, kind of like uh, kind of like a club house, maybe party rock kind of uh, number. <laughs> okay. LMAFO? Yeah. Yeah, in, okay. in, in LMAFO, maybe a little bit of Andrew WK. Um, okay. Um, you know, one of those guys is like the uncle and one's the nephew. Yeah. Right. LMAFO. One of yeah. those guys is like 50. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, they're also both related to Barry Gordy. Yeah. Um, I think I'm also going to draw, uh, from the, uh, uh, from their shared connection to Tatooine and I'm going to name this duo, uh, twin sons. Ooh, okay. Um, also, because it's not accurate, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Darth Vader, in fact, had twins, but one was a lady. Um, and for their stage names, Cool Hand Luke and um, Darth Dad. All right. Cool Hand, obviously, because Luke has one hand. A robot yeah. Hand. Um. Yeah, and it'd be cold, maybe. I don't know. Depends on the power source. Well, Anyways, it's, it's really cool. He uses it to play synthesizers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I think I think whatever whatever the name is, they're gonna put out some interesting music because both of them could be like, I didn't know my dad, uh, <laughs> and then also there's like, hey, my dad's tried to kill me like three times. Yeah. That's all happened. All right. Um. You know what? I really like Cool Hand Luke. That's that's solid. And Twin Sons is really good. But I don't know that I would actually listen to that band. <laughs> I think I th- most impressive, man. Most impressive is so good. Ben gets the point. All right. Most impressive is so good. That was a really good pull. I have you now. We will take over the folk charts. The Emperor has foreseen it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of round two of the debate. Um, in it's going really quickly news with these new rules. 
Yeah. Um, and that puts um, the final scores from the matches where I'm at three, Ben is at two, and Chris is at one. So I think for the first time, it's Ben and I in the finals. Has this happened before? I don't know. You're the one who keeps all the records. I am. And I'd pull them up, but I want to do this. All right. All right. So <clears throat> everything is back on the table, boys. Um, so you have the most points, Jafar. You pick first. Um, I got to go with my boy with the blood stripes, Han Solo. All right. Um, no, nothing against shout out to Cranhorn. I love you, but I'm, I'm just, I'm going to stick it out with Han. Well, if you're going with Han, there's only one choice I can make. I'm going with Princess Leia. All right. All right, the topic is, oh no, Disney blew it. How did they ruin the movie about your character? Worst film wins. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we're going to make the worst movie we can. So we're going to do this in... Star Wars solo movie fashion or side story fashion. Yeah. And start with a director and story and combination I'm really excited about and then replace it midway through. Okay. Um as is the case and we'll stick with reality for the first half here. Yeah. With um what is it? Oh fuck. Chris Miller and Phil Lord. Yeah, I think so. Or am I mixing up their last names? Oh, Is it Chris Lord and Phil Miller? You just say Miller and Lord, right? Yeah, Miller and Lord. Are you you both googling it for me right now? No. Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Okay, way so, off base. <laughs> so Phil Lord and Chris Miller, we're gonna put them on it. Um, I've been a giant fan of theirs, that duo, since the early two thousands in Clone High. Um, they're rioting at a college level. Look at the pool. They flipped the bitch. <laughs> um, Clone High is fantastic. Um, okay. And I think they're a great choice for a Han Solo film. Um, so who are, who are they getting fired and replaced for? They're getting fired and replaced for Michael Bay. Okay. So what we're going to have is we're going to have this really interesting story with this cool hip cast. We can keep most of the solo cast. Um, I might replace young Han Solo with, um, Eggsy from Kingsman. Joel Edgerton. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Um, who was also up for the role originally. Sure. sure. He would have been um, good. He would have been real good. Um, and it's like, uh, Lord and Miller make this super wise Kraken Han Solo film that has a lot of, like, Tarantino minus the violence vibes. Okay. Um, minus the violence and the feet vibes. He does like feet. He, he likes feet too much. I'll say it. Okay. Um, so just, like, real, like, sharp, like, reservoir dogs, like, just shooting the shit, talking about the galaxy kind of a thing. Right. What about buddy letting, movie? What about letting Tarantino can take a crack at the solo film? Uh, man, okay, well, <laughs> Tarantino's doing Star Wars or Star Trek. Yeah. So we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um but so it's this really sweet thing and they got it going and they filmed 75% of it. 
and they get into a huge fight with Disney when they're uh, wrapping up filming and moving into editing about the pacing of the film. And Disney fires them, and they want a summer blockbuster, so they bring in Michael Bay, who replaces every wisecracking scene with an explosion. Okay. Just like Han Solo says something, something blows up. Lando says something, something blows up. Chewbacca growls weird, something blows up. And it's just like this never-ending like visual explosion. Gotcha. It's the cinematic version of... Uh, 38 seconds of air horns every time something ha- clever happens. Yes, exactly. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah, just... I'm sure that exists, but we're not going to find it right now. Yeah, okay. And so they just take what could have been this really cool, clever movie about a younger version of these characters and just <coughs> shit all over it with explosions and special effects. He probably throws a fucking Transformer in there um, just because it's Michael Bay and he'll work for that cameo. Okay. Does um, the Millenni- he probably brings, like, does, Mark Wahlberg does the, in. Does the Millennium Falcon, like, mid-movie just, just suddenly turn into a robot? Um, it <laughs> start, might. Start it, I people. think the Millennium Falcon's probably going to fight a different robot. Yeah. Like, they'll be, like, a <laughs> robot that's, like, built out of an X-Wing. It won't be an actual Transformer, but... Okay. Everyone will know. Gotcha. And they'll fight or something in space. It will be miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, and just fucking gaudy as all hell with explosions and, like, super close-ups on, like, characters smiling as they, like, oh, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna shoot you, and it's just, like, uh, their eyes almost, and just really fucking miserable shit. Gotcha. Um, just, oh, well, the actor was doing a really good job acting with most of their body and face in this scene. And they had really good uh, inflection. And we're going to throw an explosion over it so you can't hear it. And we're going to focus in on like 30% of their face and just remove any options the actor has because Michael Bay does it all the time. And fucking Mark Wahlberg will be in there and he'll be like, hey, are we fucking in a starship? What's going on? And it'll be miserable. It'll just be the fucking worst trite piece of shit movie I ever paid $15 for. But you did pay $15? It's Star Wars, man. I'm fucking going. I'm not going to bullshit that. All right, man. (laughs) Empire Strikes Back alone has earned my cinematic loyalty for forever. If they didn't lose it after Phantom Menace, they're never gonna. Why do you hate on Phantom Menace? (laughs) I mean... Some real good stuff in there. I'd say Phantom Menace (laughs) has some scenes, but I will admit that I was even like at an age where I really should have liked Phantom Menace when Phantom Menace came out, and I still hated Phantom Menace. I mean, I think that, like, in more modern history, any fan that stayed with the Star Wars franchise past um, Luke, like, doing some really weird stuff with blue milk. Yeah, um, no, I mean, fucking, I love The Last Jedi, so, like, I'm good. They can, they, they have earned enough bad movie credits <laughs> where it's going to take a couple stinkers for me to give up. I don't know. There's a real funny thing going on on Reddit right now. There is a subreddit called prequel memes. Yeah. That was, I think they're just starting to realize that there are two distinctly different groups of people involved in it. Uh-huh. There are, you know, the, the 30 something, you know, hipster people who are just like, Hey, let's ironically love the prequels. And then there are people around 20 
who are like, no, we genuinely love the prequels. <laughs> and they didn't recognize that there were two distinctly different groups for like the first year that this thing came out. And then now they're hitting a point where they, they mined all of the really easy memes because, you know, they're not making any new prequels. Uh, <laughs> Just you wait. Uh, Obi-Wan's going to be the next solo film. I mean, yeah, but, like, they barely count Rogue One. Uh, Rogue One's <laughs> sort of in this weird middle <laughs> territory. Yeah. Okay. But they just had this sort of debate, like, wait, you guys don't actually love the prequels? That's why we're here making these jokes, because we love these movies. <laughs> um, but I digress. I love the prequels. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I shit on Phantom Menace, but there's a lot to really appreciate from Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Uh, But yeah, uh, that was Benjamin Curley with What's Going On on Reddit. Please tune in next week where he takes on r slash me IRL. And in the Chris makes a podcast pitch a drinking game, (laughs) take a shot. Okay. It's kind of a podcast within a podcast. (laughs) So I know what you're thinking, Princess Leia movie, but I know what you're thinking is uh, it's going to be a CGI movie where we've cobbled together all of her lines with other things. But that's not what we're doing. Thank you. Uh, We are doing a uh, a movie. Uh, Disney, when they they screw it up, it's screwed up because they tried, like, they got close, but, like, didn't just, like, go out to fuck it up. They didn't hire Michael Bay thinking he could do this. Mm -hmm. They hired Luke Besson, thinking he can do a sci-fi movie. <laughs> he did Fifth Element, but more recently, Valerian. Okay, yeah. And he brought back uh, Kara uh, Delavine to play Leia, but it's still Luke Besson, and it's just her just kind of staring into the middle distance, not <laughs> capturing anything great about, you know, what we love about, uh, about Leia. And they decide, okay, well, where's the gap in the story we can tell? Because we don't want to tell before A New Hope, because that's what, her uh, just hanging out in the Senate? You know, what people hated about the prequels was all the politics. We know we're staying away from it. But uh, where can we put it? Okay, well, we put it after uh, Return of the Jedi... Maybe after uh, Han and Leia break up. And you know what? We need to expand this universe. We need to inject a little bit of humor. Uh, So, you know who they get to write it? Amy Schumer and Lena Dunham. Because they can connect with what women see themselves as today. Except, you know what triggers more internet hate than anyone? Amy Schumer and Lena Dunham. So, as much hate as anything's gotten, now all the neckbeards are pouring out of the woodwork. Gotcha. And we've got a a Leia who's not quite getting what we want, and we've got a director who's missing more than he's hitting. And it's just a disaster. Yeah, I mean, that's a film that kind of... um, It manages to piss off both the feminists... And the... The neckbeards. The neckbeards, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was painful. Both of those were 
were thoroughly bad and painful. <laughs> so I think that we have two films, both of which represent um, uh, kind of like an equal probability that they could have or will get made, right? I think that maybe this is a little sad. I think that Hollywood takes more creative choices with male characters. Um, and Ben's pitch falls exactly into the type of like kind of min maxing, only addressing bullet points rather than having a deep understanding of the field. Um, plus they already made solo. And although they did replace the directors midway, they didn't replace it with Michael Bay. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give it to Ben. Um, From now on, you do as I tell you, okay? As much as I don't want to believe this, I think that in in a real-life battle of which gets the most fucked up, I think the Princess Leia story gets so much, so much worse. All right. So, once again, Jafar's picking our next topic. <laughs> Fucking second for forever. <laughs> But hey, Ben won. Yeah. Yeah, Ben won. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> the force is strong with this one. If you keep performing like this, maybe you'll get some time off. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think we're going to draft rock albums next. Taking it back to music. I can yeah, appreciate that. It's been a little bit. Um, a couple ground rules. Um, I'm going to say no greatest hits albums All that right. seem agreeable Fair to enough. everyone. Yeah. Sure, and sure. by doing that, we also have to say no live albums. Uh, since out, I I want the first time a song's been out. Is, I can appreciate is the goal. that. I can so appreciate So I, I want that. I want I want the 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 rock the collection of rock music that is mostly. I mean, it covers are fine, but I don't want like if how, it's how like about this? if it's more than half songs from a previous album, it's disqualified. Okay, what 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 about this? I'm thinking of named live albums or live albums, which are themselves a live version of an existing album that I don't want live versions of an existing album. I'm going to say we save live albums. We can do that one later. The, the only exceptions I'd be willing to make are like, I think Frampton has a live album. That's like all original music. That was like it's, never yeah, put out before stuff like that. Yeah. I don't, okay. I don't want covers, or not not covers, I don't want compilations. And almost every live album is going to be a compilation. You don't want something where the band is playing the hits because it's a live show and people want yeah. to hear them. So, gotcha. to those who are about to rock, we salute you. I mean, yeah, an ACDC, but rock albums. Let's do it. ACDC's awesome, man. I, um... I have so I had an iPod in college. This sounds like a story we can tell next week. I, it's not gonna. It's not gonna <laughs> segue. I had. I had. I had an iPod in college, um, and for whatever reason, I had some ACDC on it, and I just did not want to see it. I don't know why I didn't just delete it. Um, maybe I had um, other plans. Maybe I was keeping it for friends or something like that. So I went into the metadata and I renamed ACDC to very bad ACDC so that it would show up closer to the bottom of the alphabet and not at the very top when I turned my iPod on. 
So that's my All ACDC right. uh, story. I just yeah, I love ACDC. You guys are crazy. Thanks as always to the Kickstand Band for our theme song, How It Feels. You can find the music at thekickstandband.bandcamp.com. And you can send us an email at drafttheuniverse at gmail.com with any ideas or comments. And feel free to join the discussion, facebook.com slash drafttheuniverse, on Twitter at drafttheverse, and on both platforms, use the hashtag drafttheuniverse. See you next time, Internet. Holding on to their sanity, the DTU boys race to record episodes to detract his fuck. We need to start over. God, we were good, Ben. We were fucking gold over here. My throat does hurt. That's all right, Chris. Then make third tries, because sometimes you can still improve. This is the second try. We did it once without you, Ben, and we nailed it. And then we did it with you, and we nailed it. And now we're going to try again. That's going to be awful. That's just what what we're getting. We're not doing it a fourth time. Okay. Unless we need to do it a fourth time.